Welcome to another edition of ATL Prime Sports. I'm JJ Jurjevich. Joining me tonight is the one, the only Wayne Ridenauer in beautiful Memphis, Tennessee. Let's go ahead and get the social media out of the way at ATL Prime Sports for all of our social media. It's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can search Spotify and Apple as well. That's where you'll find us there. Uh, personal Twitter at JJ Get You One for myself at RWY Junior for Wayne and at Quarter Todd for TC Todd Quarter, who unfortunately is out this evening. How is everyone doing? I'm doing pretty good, Wayne, uh, which seems a lot better than Louisville football's head coach Scott Satterfield. He says uh, Nick Saban tampered with one of his former uh, players. In the transfer portal, that's wide receiver Tyler Harrell, Harrell, uh, excuse me, transferred to Alabama from Louisville. And Satterfield said in a 247 Sports article last week, he believes Saban tampered but couldn't prove it. Yeah. So I'm doing a lot better than that. Uh, don't say anything if you don't have proof that could come back on you. And uh, I'll finish it up with saying, look, Saban denied the report in five simple words. We don't tamper with anybody. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Five words. So I'm doing pretty good. Wayne, how are you? <laughs> uh, well, I'm doing uh, not quite as good as Tom Brady. I, I tell you, he got a huge contract there uh, for whenever he feels like retiring, I suppose. Yeah, we'll get into that. That's one of our topics on today's show. We'll talk a little chop. We'll talk about that historical Tom Brady TV deal. We're going to talk some more NBA playoffs right here. NHL playoffs are underway, too. They're very exciting. We won't get to that tonight. Let's start it off with the NFL and the 10-year, $375 million contract for Tom Brady. It's a lot of money. Um, and that's the reported value of that contract. That's not guaranteed yet. That's reported by New York Post. Um, that's the deal that he has set in stone when he retires to go to Fox Sports and be an analyst. Does this signify this is his last NFL season? I'll tee this guy off. Then I'll go to you, Wayne. I, I think it does. I mean, I really do think it does signify that this is the end of the road for Tom Brady. And I'll tell you why. He said a few years ago, remember, folks, he said he was going to play till he was 45. And he was probably 39 or 40 at the time when we were like, ah, no, he's not. Father time, mother mother of earth, whatever's going to catch up to him. Age will get to him. He won't play till he's 45. Well, he's here. He said he's playing for 45 a couple years ago. I'm going to say he hangs it up at the end of the year because, look, including – I'm including that he's already played this coming fall. He has made $317 plus million playing football. And that's in 20 plus seasons now. Yep. So why would he continue playing when he can make more money starting the next year? That's a 10 year, $375 million deal. It'd be more money than he's ever made playing football. So I do think that has to weigh on a player. Like, I mean, this is the way out. This is it. You're still in the game. Tony Romo's done it. Drew Brees has done it. 
Let's bring the other quarterback in, the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, to it. That's what Fox Sports says. They lost Troy Aikman. They lost Joe Buck. They needed a big name, and they got it. And uh, I think he'll hang it up at the end of the year. Look, it's, again, he said he was playing no 45. I, I got to believe him now. <laughs> Wayne, what yeah. say you, man? Well, I'm kind of hoping that he uh, decides that spring football training is not worth it, and he just opts out this year and goes straight to Fox Sports because uh, he's in the same division as the Falcons, and it'd be nice not to have to worry with him. But, um, you know, I, I'm wondering two things about this. Does he keep the same agent that he had when he was playing football as when he's doing TV? And uh, one thing that he'll have to remember about going into broadcasting is no spring training. He won't have to worry <laughs> about having to get up and do that. And I know a lot of the NFL guys uh, don't like doing that. Yeah, especially when you're older and you're a veteran and you've done it for a while. It's uh, not what a lot of guys look forward to. I remember that was one of Brett Favre's key issues at the end of his career. He didn't want to do the uh, the, the summer workouts and the, the mini camp stuff. So uh, my final thought on this, Brady would be calling games alongside Kevin Burkhart. And uh, he would also lurk, uh, lurk. He would also work as a ambassador for Fox Sports. Um, so I, I do. I'll reiterate. I think this is Tom Brady's last season in the NFL. I think he flirted with retirement. Said, you know what? I got one more in me. I said I was going to play to forty-five, and that's what he's doing. Uh, other NFL news: the NFL schedule has been set. It will release in full Thursday. Uh, the Falcons have nine home games this season to make up for the London game last year. Uh, Bears, Chargers, Saints, Bucks, Panthers, Steelers, Browns, 49ers, and the Cardinals. That's your home slate. Pretty exciting home slate. You Kyler Murray in there, Deshaun Watson, uh, Mitch Trubisky with the Steelers, or maybe it's Kenny Pickett. Uh, you got uh, the Panthers, obviously, Tom Brady. Saints and Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill, whoever they decide to go with. Uh, Chargers, young Justin Herbert coming in, and the Bears with Justin Fields. So really exciting home schedule if you're a Falcons fan. Yeah. Uh, the uh, seven away games, uh, the Commanders, which looks really weird on my notes here, Washington Commanders, Ravens, Bengals, Rams, the world champs, Saints, Bucks, and Panthers are the obvious ones there in the division. So pretty cool home and away schedule for the Atlanta Falcons. Wayne, any thoughts on the Atlanta Falcons schedule? What one of those games stands out to you the most as a Falcons fan? Uh, Cleveland, for some reason. I'm anxious to see what Cleveland's going to do. And um, has has the Washington football team commanders or whatever they're called, have they got a new logo yet? Or are they still working with that? They're sticking with that W, the same, the same, the same thing pretty much. They're trying to keep, uh, keep even fold there. Uh, I'll have to say Cleveland is probably a game I'm looking forward to the most too, because one, where is Cleveland being scheduled on the yeah. schedule? Is it early in the year without Deshaun Watson? Or is it late in the year with Deshaun Watson? I think that'll make a difference in attendance, Deshaun Watson being a Georgia boy from Gainesville. And right. then obviously the the controversy. They still have Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Will he be partially the starter in the NFL? And what if, what if I'm just throwing this out here, this has no, this holds no water? What if during the suspension, Baker Mayfield goes unbeaten? <laughs> 
Nobody's nope. talking about that. No. What if and he plays it, lights out and people are like, well, man, what do we do here? How he's far good. would he be playing? Yeah, he's good enough to absolutely absolutely do that. And, uh, you know, that may be part of what's up his sleeve. And if he does that, more power to him. And I hope he gets out of Cleveland. Yeah, who knows? But uh, it's interesting, interesting schedule for the Atlanta Falcons this year. Uh, it'll be all set in full and released Thursday via the NFL. Uh, that wraps up our NFL segment. Um, any final thoughts on that, Wayne? Tom Brady, Atlanta Falcons, anything? No, I'm just uh, ready for the season to start, I guess. Uh, I don't really pay yeah. much attention to preseason, so I always wait for the first real game. <laughs> it's always it's just talking season right now. Let's, let's go into uh, the Atlanta Braves and Major League Baseball. Going into Tuesday, the Braves sit six games back of the New York Mets in the NL East. Let's talk some Atlanta Braves baseball. Um, look. The emergence of Kyle Wright is key. It's absolutely huge. Sure, he had a bad outing Tuesday against the Red Sox. Gave up six earned runs. But look, going into that game, he had a 174, 173-ish, somewhere in that, by my calculations, ERA. He was 3-0 and at Truist Park. And he had a major league best ERA at home at 0.47. So this was a hiccup, folks. That's all it was. Uh, again, he did lead the game Tuesday after four and two-thirds innings, giving up six runs. They were all in the second inning. Four-run dinger, grand slam, whatever you want to call it. That didn't help. Single, single, walk, single, walk didn't help. Two cheapy runs that way. And then the, the, the grand slam, again, six runs in the second inning. That brought that ERA to 3.03 at the end of the night. So a huge jump. Uh, that's what one early season bad outing can do to an ERA. But I like what I saw. I did. And this is why I talk about the emergence of Kyle Wright. I think in years past, Kyle Wright may not have finished that inning giving up only six runs. He may have given up seven, eight, nine, a bigger crooked number. So I I I I, I hang my hat on that, saying, you know, that, that relaxes me as a Braves fan. Um because he got you to the fifth inning, and he got you back into the ball game. Where if the bats woke up a little bit, maybe they would have done a little bit better. But look, Kyle Wright even said so himself. He said, "I tried to do a little too much." Wright said to AJC's John Riker, "I fell back into the trap of something I've done in years past of trying to put up a zero instead of just limiting the damage." That's so true. Just limit the damage. That's what baseball's all about. If you give yourself and your team an opportunity to win each and every night, you've done your job as a starting pitcher. Uh, again, they gave the Braves a bats a uh, chance to get back in the game. So don't worry about one bad start, Braves country. Right has the right stuff. Wayne, uh... I'm going to give you my final thought here. Shout out to the Braves bullpen for uh, shutting down the Sox till the very end where they gave up three runs in that ninth inning. That was Tyler Thornburg who did that. And he previously came off a two-plus two inning scoreless uh, scoreless ball last time he pitched. So this, this bullpen has been outstanding. When this team gets it all together, 
should be really fun to watch, especially with Acuna at the top of the lineup when he's 100% and playing every day. Uh, Travis Dimitri, uh, excuse me, Demerit, um, really filling in well as Eddie Rosario is battling the eye injury. So, again, shout out to the Braves bullpen, getting them in the game, into that ninth innings where uh, the game was broken open and they didn't have a shot really anymore. But it's very important for these young pitchers to have quality starts. Um, getting relief for that bullpen and the long road ahead is huge. Look, Braves are also set to go to arbitration with four players, third baseman Austin Riley, outfielder Adam Duvall, shortstop Dansby Swanson, and pitcher Max Freed. Austin Riley had a career-best year last year, folks. 303 average, 33 dingers, 107 ribbies. Sign the guy. Swanson had a very good World Series, hit two home runs there. Freed is one of your top three starters. One of the reasons we, the Braves are hoisting that World Championship trophy all over the Southeast right now. Adam Duvall won you a gold glove. These are key members of your organization. Liberty Media and the Atlanta Braves front office. Get these guys the money they deserve. Uh, they need to come to terms with these players. Uh, again, they're just key contributors uh, to that Braves World Series run last year. And they'll be contributors down the stretch this year, I guarantee it. Uh, let's go around the horn in Major League Baseball, Wayne. Your Rangers... Still not in last place in the AL West. Nope. Give me your storyline uh, for the Rangers and uh, around the Horn of Major League Baseball, buddy. Well, you know, they uh, they play tonight, and uh, continuing to win is a big deal. But they are still ahead of Oakland, and that's always a good thing for me. Um, I wanted to uh, kind of step back and talk about the Atlanta situation. Uh, you know, the, the thing about the playing in Boston and losing that game is uh, there's good, there's bad, and then there's ugly. A uh, good thing, it, they, it wasn't part of their uh, league or anything. So to me, that's a, a, an acceptable loss if there is such a thing. The bad part is, is they lost to Boston, which is absolutely terrible. They're last in their division. And uh, I guess the ugly part is, is that at any moment, uh, Atlanta could be as high as second in their division or is all the way down there in, you know, fourth or fifth, uh, just because everything's so tight. And uh, what do you think about um, if if things don't go through with Freed, uh, what do you think the chances of Strider uh, being pushed up to starter? That's uh, that's a good possibility. He was a starter in his uh, college days, and here he is now. He's throwing 100 miles an hour, doing a really good job out of the bullpen. Early, uh, usually the early guy, so he has starting ability. I think if he continues to fire on all cylinders, getting guys out. You have to give him the opportunity to become that starter. His, his, ERA, his ERA is pretty close to starting with the number one. <laughs> I think he's so, like at 2.2 2. 2 or something like that right now. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty impressive. When you throw a slider uh, at that velocity and a fastball yeah. that comes behind it, it just makes that slider that much more. It's, it's hard to when – he, when he's pitching, it's hard to tell a changeup uh from his fastball because everything's fast <laughs> well uh, my storyline around the horn of major league baseball has got to be christian yelich milwaukee brewers left fielder 
hit for his third cycle of his career. Uh, that ties him with five other Major League Baseball players for most in MLB. Um, did it in a 14-11 to loss to the Reds, which is actually the highest scoring game of the Major League Baseball season thus far. Uh, ironically, all of his cycles has come against the Reds. So, <laughs> whatever that's worth. Uh, Christian Yellow chats off to you, man. The cycle is one of the hardest things, if not the hardest thing to do in sports. And he's done it three times against the same team. Uh, the last person to hit for their third career cycle was Trey Turner as a member of the Washington Nationals. So that's my storyline. Wayne, any final thoughts on Major League Baseball this evening? A lot more season left to go. So if your team's not doing well now, don't worry about it. Uh, Atlanta Braves last year are proof of that. It is. Just keep sticking around. If you're within six to eight, nine games, you know, you can get hot. Six, eight-game winning streak gets you a long way in Major League Baseball. Let's switch over to the NBA playoffs. They're heating up. Let's talk about the conference semifinals. But before we get into that, let's do take a moment and remember uh, a Hall of Famer, one of the greats, Center Bob Lanier, passed away at the age of 73 Tuesday. Lanier passed away after a short illness. He was a global ambassador for the NBA, an eight-time All-Star, again, a Hall of Famer, played 14 seasons with the Pistons and the Bucks. was the number one overall pick in the 1970 draft. Also led St. Bonaventure to the Final Four, and after doing that was, again, the number one overall pick the next year in the draft. Unbelievable career. Rest in peace, Bob Lanier. Wayne, any thoughts on that real quick? Yeah, he played at a time uh, in the NBA when the, the arenas weren't quite as nice as they are now. Uh, you know, I think Detroit was one of the first teams to switch to the newer, more modern style arenas, but he had to play back, uh, you know, in the days when <laughs> those arenas weren't all that great, in my opinion. No, he did. He had to battle a lot, and he is one of the all-time greats. Again, rest in peace prayers to the Lanier family in this time of passing. Um, what an ambassador for the game of basketball. They don't make them like that anymore. Let's get into these playoffs in the Eastern Conference. The Heat lead the 76ers three games to two. Forward Jimmy Butler led the Heat with 23 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists in the Game 5 blowout. An absolute blowout win over the 76ers, 120-85. to Ha! That's a lot of points there. Uh, game 6 Thursday at Wells Fargo Center at 7 o'clock ESPN. 76ers are two-point favorites. That as is that is as of Wednesday afternoon. Over elsewhere in the East, Bucks Celtics are tied at two apiece. Game four storyline center Al Holford turning back the clock to his Atlanta Hawks days, carrying his team with the 30-point, eight rebound night. Boston won the game 116-108. Game five underway as we speak right now as we're doing this thing at TD Garden in Baston, Massachusetts. Boston was a five-point, five-and-a-half-point favorite going into the game. Uh, 
Going elsewhere in the West, Suns lead the Mavericks three games to two. Phoenix won game five in blowout fashion, 110 to 80. What's up with these blowouts all of a sudden? Yeah. Um, they were led by shooting guard Devin Booker. Devin Booker had 28.7 rebounds, two assists in the game. Game six is Thursday night, 9.30 on ESPN at American Airlines Center in beautiful Dallas, Texas. Now, the Suns are two-point favorites heading into that game. Again, as of Wednesday afternoon, Warriors lead the Grizzlies, making me look good right now. Wayne, three games to one. No job Moran in a closeout game. Out possibly for the rest of the playoffs with a bone bruise to the knee. Oh, God, it's a huge loss. In the first three games, he was averaging 38 points, seven assists, six rebounds, Unbelievable player. Bone Bruise might do in the Grizzlies. That's the storyline of this series. Look, the Warriors in a Game 4 win. This was crazy to me. I had to double-check this. Warriors missed their first 15 three-point attempts, Wayne. First 15. 0 for 15 to start the game. Down 12 points in the fourth quarter. They find a way to win the game. That's what good teams do. 101 to 98, they won the game. Curry had 32 points in the game. No Gary Payton on the injury. Man, what a great team the Warriors are. They're looking like the Western Conference champions that I picked them to be. I just think the top three, the big three, are too much. When Clay, when Steph, when Draymond, and with the help of these role players now. They really have it all. Coaching, Steve Kerr, Mike Brown's the assistant who just got the job in Sacramento. This is huge. This is a team that knows how to win in these situations, and they're doing just that. Hats off to the Warriors. It looks like they will move on to the conference finals. Uh, they'll place the winner of that Suns Mavericks series again. Uh, the Golden State Warriors are four-point favorites going into Game 5 Wednesday evening at 9.30 on TNT. And that's at FedEx Forum in your neck of the woods, Memphis, Tennessee. Wayne, what say you about the chances of a Ja Morant-less Grizzlies getting over the hump and becoming one of the handful of teams that's actually come back from a 3-1 series in the playoffs? Well, I I got a, a one word for the outlook for the Grizzlies. Not so good. <laughs> it's a it's a shame. Uh, you know, I don't know that anybody's going to be able to step up. Um, you know, and like you said, uh, you know, maybe the uh, Golden State Super Smash Brothers will be able to uh, take the West. And but there's still hope for my Boston pick on the Eastern side. So that's good. There is still hope for your Boston pick. Boston's uh, looking pretty good in that series. Uh, Giannis is limited in the last game, shall we say. Maybe they figured him out and they can account for him the rest of the way. That about wraps us up in the NBA playoff department. Again, we do want to send our prayers to the Lanier family in this time of passing. As that wraps up the show this evening, remember uh, NHL playoffs are underway. Stay tuned and look out for those. 
Uh, my closing thought for the show tonight, Tiger Woods. We know that guy. Phil Mickelson, we know that guy. Two of the bigger names in golf set to play in the field of 156 at the 104th PGA Championship next weekend. Tournament will be played at the Southern Hills Championship Course in Tulsa, Oklahoma next weekend. Wayne, your final thought on the show this evening. Well, you know, NASCAR had a little bit of a dust-up this weekend in Darlington on the uh, next-to-last lap. Not the last lap, but Joey Logano gave uh, William Byron a nice bump and run to win the race. Uh, the next race is in Kansas, uh, so, so we'll see if there's going to be more fireworks between Byron and Logano. Now, Kansas Raceway is out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, come on, Kansas. <laughs> Driven right by it. Great Plains, Great Plains, Great Plains. Boom! NASCAR track. Pretty cool, actually. Beautiful <laughs> track uh, right in the center of the right. Great Plains. Well, that does wrap up the show. Guys, stay tuned to social media. If you like the content, at ATL Prime Sports. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Apple, and Spotify. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Give us a review. Answer that community question on Apple and Spotify podcast, folks. For Wayne, I'm JJ. Thanks for listening. Get you one.